0: Welcome to the Intelligence Briefing, What's the Buzz? Where leaders and hands-on experts in AI and automation share how they have turned hype into outcome. I'm your host, Andreas Welch, and if you would like to stay current on running AI in business, make sure to sign up for my newsletter at intelligence-briefing.com. Today, we have a special episode for you. You know, I've been playing one of my favorite retro games again. What's the bug? i am really stuck. And so that's where I've asked three experts to help me on the quest to trust in AI. Ariana, Olani, and Noel. Thank you so much for joining.
1: Thanks so much. Very excited
0: to be here. Awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Well, thank you, Andreas, uh, for having me today. I'm Ariana Spekna, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Excel IQ Digital Innovation Consultancy. And uh, we guide companies to different, create the differentiating value for their customers and employees with the development of digital tools, solutions, and you know, advanced technologies they can implement in their organizations. Uh, over the last three years, I've been focusing predominantly on emerging technologies. And I have a very keen interest in AI and I use applications and actually creating the business value, the most importantly, with AI. Uh, I came to AI field, the rather uh, non-traditional route. I'm not a technologist. I'm actually an economist and have a business degree and long history of uh, business knowledge and actually being an entrepreneur. So that's where I come from and bring value to the businesses with the use of technology.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for, for joining. I'm so glad you're, uh, you're here and, and to have you on. Likewise. Over to Noel.
1: Awesome. Hello. I'm so excited about this game. It seems so fun. I hope I can help. I don't know. Uh, but I'm Noelle Silver. I'm the CEO and founder of AI Leadership Institute, where we educate executives across the globe around artificial intelligence And really around responsible AI scale. Um, one of the other things though that I do on a daily basis is I'm an executive at IBM and I always think it's kind of interesting because my career 22 years ago started at IBM, a very different IBM, but it's interesting. We're going to talk about like transformation and, um, AI and building, you know, inclusive teams and all of these things I've watched kind of happen in my career. So. Super excited to hear from all of the people who playing the game today and uh, happy to be a part of it. And of course, you can always find me on LinkedIn if you guys need another LinkedIn friend.
0: <laughs> and that's how we met as well. So I'm, I'm really excited about the power of the platform and connecting on the topic that we're so passionate about. So then maybe over to Talani. Great to have you on as well.
3: Thank you. I'm so super, super, super excited to be here because um, we've been talking on LinkedIn for God knows how long. <laughs> this, oh, yeah. It's really, it's, sometimes it's like a dream come true for me. Um, well, just as you mentioned, my name is Talani Jaiet Kholu. I'm the founder of OPA Dragon Buster. Um, the good thing about Opia Dragon Buster, is it's not just, you know, Boston dragons or Boston Meats. it's actually, um, a small business based out of Ireland. And what we do is quite simple. We do four things very well. Uh, we do intelligent automation research um advisory, um, consulting and corporate trainings. Um, but doesn't usually be about myself. I've been in the digital transformation space for seven years. I'm, well, I've been more focused around robotic process of automation. And that's where I literally started my career from. Um and within that more you know, time frame, I've seen you know all um, evolve into other, you so, um other technologies, such as what we're beginning to talk about, like intelligent automation. And um, that's really why I founded my own business to really, you know, get into that market share and see what's going on in that space. So, what we do is quite simply consortium. Uh, REM. We work with SMEs and mid markets, um, financial services, and healthcare. Um, it's a no-brainer alignment with financial services. Um, I'm also an employee as well. I work with um, Allied Irish Bank um, as an all-peer lead. Um, but I'm really happy to be here. Um, thanks for having me.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much. Um, I don't think I realized it when, when I set it up and uh, the fact that that all three of you are, are founders of your own companies. That's that's exciting too. Um, so really glad that uh, you're able to, to add that perspective to it as well. Um, so maybe just a quick shout out to folks in the audience. If you're just joining the stream, drop a comment in the chat what tricks you're looking for. Like last time, no cheating allowed. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, well, What do you say? Should we start playing? Absolutely.
1: Yep. Yeah, let's do right. it. Let's do it.
0: Excellent. So, this one uh, is, is a warm up. Um, when I hit the buzzer, you'll see a sentence. And I, I really need your help. So can you answer with the first thing that comes to mind and why in your own words? And so, together, you have 60 seconds for your answer. But keep it short, right? Um, so, team, are you ready for What's the Buzz?
2: Yeah.
0: Let's do this. If I were an animal, what would it be? A Noel, what do you think?
1: (laughs) I'm like, well, it has to be a unicorn um, because some people believe in it and some people don't. Uh, But it's capable of incredible things Uh, (laughs) uh, if you believe. I like unicorns or rhinoceroses, which are actually the real life version of a unicorn. If you need a real, <laughs> real animal, because some people say unicorns aren't real. Um, but yes, yeah, who else got one?
0: Perfect. Who else? It's
2: probably, you know, first thing came to mind was actually a monkey. And I oh. think it's, you know, it's really, you know, constantly working and even. Dealing with lots of data and information and, you know, coming out with the answers. Like I said, you know, some people believe it, some don't believe it. And I think some, th- some people think it's a monkey, monkey business, but it's
3: yes. not. <laughs> I
0: love it. How would you, Talani? I know we're out of time, but keep going. Yeah.
3: So I think it would be a chameleon. Um, it's a lizard just because um, people think they know it, but they don't. So it always changes based on what you feed it and how it turns to walk around different environments. So I'd say chameleon.
0: I like Fantastic! That. Thank you so much. Um, thanks for for coming up with those things on the fly. Um, I, I really <laughs> appreciate it. Fantastic. I was Like
1: I would tell her that's unfair.
0: Put you right on the spot. I know. Um, but I think you know that that part on It's it's different things. Uh, it changes. Um, that's that's something I, I feel really really resonates at least with me and I'm sure with folks in the audiences as, as well um, and changes and, and means so many different things to so many different people um, let's maybe take a look at the first question and, and what that is um, and that is what's the first thing in a transformation so wondering uh, Ariana if, if you can help me with that what's the first sure thing ahead. you do in a transformation
3: so what
2: I advise my clients to first think of is business problem. We started with the business problem. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the business problem and how can it be solved with AI? Should it be solved with AI? And why is this problem important for the organization to be solved? There are so many, you know, tools that we use in, in organizations and AI is another tool to be applied. So, you know. Certainly it's a business problem. The next one will be business value of solving that problem and how we're going to use that to generate the value and then creating, you know, what is the data strategy, objective functions, modeling, and all of that comes later. But certainly, you know, knowing our resources from the data, from the people, from the processes, these are so many layers that need to be addressed, but I would say, you know, business is the first to start with.
0: Fantastic. Um, and- I think that's a theme we we keep hearing, right? Uh, start with the start with the business problem. Worry about technology later. If you put the other way around, uh, right? You're just in love with technology, and and, and you struggle yep. to make that case. Um, and you know, and, the can,
2: business problem is where the uh, every company will want to, you know, use that. Otherwise, there are so many other tools you can use for solving problems and decision making.
0: Right. So let's maybe then take a look at. at Question number two, that we have here, and that is, how do you build trust in AI? That kind of goes along with it. Um, if, if you start with the business problem and you roll it out to people, you know, how do you make sure that, that they actually appreciate what you're doing here and, and that they accept what you're doing? And I know Noelle, you've you've been doing quite a lot of work in that area. What do you recommend? Absolutely. You
1: this is a good question. Um, and, and it's so it's so interesting. Like, of course, it's level two, because the first thing, as you mentioned, in any digital transformation, right, Ariana, is is figuring out what problem are we going to solve? And then you think, OK, how can I solve this like the fastest way I can with the best technology? And AI is often thrown on the table as a tool. Um, and so the operative word is trust. And so the way that I build trust when I go into an organization and I'm talking about the dream of AI, which I am very good about selling the dream of what you can do with all this cool technology. (laughs) But trust only comes when I actually can deliver on the dream, deliver on the promise. And it ties directly to what you said, right? As soon as an organization culturally understands what problems they're going to solve and what tangible business outcome they want. That becomes literally the way I build trust in in AI. I build an AI system that delivers on that value. So oftentimes, like simple, intelligent workflows, right? Like if somebody has a manual process, I can go in and just say, okay, I commit to improving your throughput of customers by 35% with the use of AI. That my job is to actually deliver on that promise, on that 35%. And as soon as I do, trust is built, but it's built in these like little, small projects. Gardner even said like over the last five years, 90% of projects failed that had the word AI in them. And the reason why was exactly what Ariana said that, you know, we never identified the exact problem we wanted to solve, nor did we attach an actual value to that solution. And that's where AI is the most powerful. Um, and so, yeah, I'd say we build trust by delivering results on those business outcomes uh, by building models that solve those very specific problems.
0: Fantastic. I, I really love that. Make it, make it tangible, right? And put your money where your mouth is with, with all the hype still around AI and, and the AI whitewashing. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's so easy to, to claim there's AI in everything and all, all the problems that we make better keep them. Uh, especially right. if you want to be credible and win trust in them. Um, so then maybe let's, let's take a look at the next question here and this is question number three. Why do businesses still want a human in the loop? Um, and, and maybe that's something, Tolani, uh, that that you can maybe help me with. I I, I know I work a lot on RPA and intelligent document processing, where there is a lot of uh, people still in the loop. Why do businesses still want a human in?
3: I think I look at it from two different angles, um, and I'm probably going to take you from what Noel stopped. You know, when we talk about business outcome and delivering those business outcome, we still need to advise um uh, people that AI would never be 100 percent in terms of you know predictions. So people need to be wary of this and also acknowledge that you know with AI um you might have eighty ninety percent or we uh, still need human love to help refine the view of the world. And I'm probably gonna give a good example here. Um particularly around if you have, let's say, a child or if you have a nephew or a niece, and so more about the case more being, you take them to the zoo and they identify different animals, like, you know, this is, um, it's a lion, this is a tiger or whatever the case might be. Then tomorrow I come back and I tell the child, um, I give them a picture of a fox and I tell them it's a dog. The first thing they're going to do is I do it and say, no, this is not a dog. Right. Yeah. Two things are going to happen. Either I get convinced by that child that it's not a dog or I convince that child that it's a dog, right? And let's say because of who I am, I convince the child that it's a dog. What's happened is the, the view of the, what, the view of how they think things is completely different. Every time they see a fox, it becomes a dog. Every time they see a dog, it's still a dog, right? And that's why I tell them that AI, 100%, you don't get that 100%, but you keep changing the course of AI by refining, you know, putting that human input into the system. And I think the second part of it is, again, I am probably not put it on the businesses because we can. Um... Businesses fail to find good data sometimes, right? Um, what I would always advise is, well, you want to build, let's say, a good model um, you need for documents. You probably need about 500 for good prediction. I tell you that, right. But how many people in the organization can go into wherever they have it, into their lockers or whatever, or the network and give me 500 different samples? It's not going to happen, right? But what we can do with Humanity in Look is they keep, you know, in as much as we have the small sample, we can keep refining that over time. And AI I... becomes lesser than how it was yesterday. And this is where, you know, the humans really change that course. by giving the AI the transparency it needs and the oversight it needs. And it keeps improving over time. You know, just not to take too much of the time. Like we're just there on those, those two examples.
0: Thanks. You know, the the, the part around having that human in the loop, of. Even if you do have the data, you still need to label it and you need someone to, to tell you, you know, what are maybe the bounding boxes around some of the yes. text and all, all, all the manual and even still laborious tasks while you're trying to get rid of some laborious tasks. you know That's, that's where people can help you already in, in the process today. If you augment it, if you make that step part of the process, build a good data set um, that you can then do your AI with. Perfect. Thank you so much. So that's awesome. Team, thank you so much, Play What's the buzz today? So let me summarize real quick. Um, first of all, if you think about digital transformation, make sure you look at business value and, and business objectives first. That's where it all should start. Technology comes second. Then um, secondly, while you're building that talk track and you know, getting, getting that buy-in, whether it's from your customers or from your internal stakeholders, make sure that you also deliver on on that promise to keep that credibility, to build that trust and reinforce it. And one way to do that is to have a human in in the loop for processes, especially where they're document-based or where you can and should review something to make sure that your data set is, is built and gets better over time. Fantastic. So we're getting close to the end of the show today. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your experience with us. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It was so fun.
0: Thank you so much for joining and learning with us. See you next time for another round of the intelligence briefing. What's the buzz?